It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome back. Hope everybody enjoyed uh, the uh, holiday break. Uh, Brady uh, Beaton and Dennis Stuckey uh, with you. And uh, Brady, there's been a lot that has happened since the last time we've done a podcast. We're right in the middle. Actually, we'll be wrapping up today the uh, tournament at SC4. We did have some games going way back to last uh, Friday, but uh, at least one of them we did want to talk about because it was a pretty good boys basketball game. Um, and uh, that's that's my intro. Yeah, it's uh, hope everyone had a good holidays. Um it kind of throws everything off with like the holidays being on the Monday because then like we're not going to do it Monday. And then by the time we get back into the swing of things and we have the SE four tournament. So this is the one you're getting between Christmas and new year. But uh, yeah, the SE four tournament has been interesting to say the least, especially the last game I did as we record this. That wasn't really interesting. It, it was interesting for different reasons, <laughs> um, but yeah, well, uh, we have some games to talk about, uh, and then because we didn't get to see a ton of them, but there were a lot of games that are going on. I, I kind of like that the the holiday basketball is kind of a big thing now. Yeah, it's been the last few years. A, a lot of teams going to a lot of different places, uh, and it's statewide. Um, they they hold holiday tournaments in every part of the state now. And I don't think it's a coincidence that they added the two games and now it seems like more teams are participating in holiday yeah. showcases and tournaments. So I, I, I do like that uh, as well. We'll get uh, more in depth into it in uh, just a moment. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badaxe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. 
Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carryout. Call 810-378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. Uh, where do you want to start here, Brady? You want to go back to Friday night? Yeah, let's go all the way back. Let's do it at least somewhat chronologically because this game kind of was a, well, it was a week ago now, but it was uh, worth talking about. It was a, a big game and a... Uh, very, I guess, encouraging result, especially for PH. Yeah, I think more so for PH than for Croslex, but the the boys played up in Croswell uh, last Friday night. PH ended up winning the game 60-54. to uh, 54. They were down five at the half, and then Garrett James went bonkers and scored, uh, I think it was 20 of his 35 in the second half. Um, and the, but the other thing about it was like for the Red Hawks, like Joe Van Foy didn't score in the first half and wasn't really a factor, but in the second half, seven points, uh, Trayvon Thompson finished with nine, which doesn't sound like a lot, but again, he had like seven points in the second half. So they didn't have many guys score. Only what was f- the score at halftime? At halftime, it was 30 to 25. So PH scored PH Crosslex. Okay. So so PH scored thirty five points in the second half. They they won the second half thirty five to twenty four, um, and and they won the third quarter seventeen to nine. So they they really had a a stronger. Like they didn't play bad in the first half, but they just had a stronger second half, and they got uh, particularly hot shooting, and in particular Garrett James got hot shooting. I mean he he had a nice first half. But then in the second half, it was like, just get out of my way. Yeah, he I'm, went I'm not missing a shot. And it wasn't all threes. I mean, he did knock down uh, five threes in the game, which, which is, is a pretty a, good number. Which is a good amount of threes. But he was getting to the basket uh, and scoring that way, which I think is nice because we've talked about this before. It's great being an outside shooting team, but sometimes if you live by the jump shot, you die by it too. The game they had before against Bad Axe, so they were it, not shooting well. Yeah, so it's nice to see a, a guy who was knocking him down didn't settle for just standing out there and knocking him down. He said, "I can get points getting to the basket," uh, and he did. Um, the The other thing about this is I continue to see nobody being able to make a free throw, but down the stretch. <laughs> James and Thompson made seven free throws, and the Red Hawks had eight for the game. Yeah, and I I guess I feel a little vindicated sometimes. You know, we get one right, and after PH started 0-3, we weren't worried about them. We knew they had played three tough teams, and they followed it up with a four-game winning streak. And I know, hey, Marysville, Marine City, and Bad Axe all have losing records, but they took care of business in the first two, they, I would argue, played their worst game of the year against Bad Axe, but were able to athlete, athlete themselves to a win. But then you kind of 
uh, validate that win with a win against Cross Lex and put a stamp on it. And you have a lot of momentum going into this game against Yale because the next two against Yale and St. Clair are going to be big games. Yeah. Like uh, the, the Yale game, uh, which is uh, tonight, go out and have fun. It, 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 but that St. Clair game, that's a league game. That's a game that uh, you, you've really got to knuckle down because the Saints are playing good basketball. I, I will talk about their game at SC4, but, I mean, you know, some, some, some nights you it's – at, it's at least 50-50. Some nights you win that game and some nights you don't. Uh, and it's probably actually better that you do because I don't know what three-point percentages are across the state. But more times than not, they miss that shot than make it. But um, PH is playing well right now. Winners of four straight. They now have a winning record. And I just think the the Redhawks are figuring it out and they're playing strong basketball and they're starting to figure out their identity as a team a little bit. Well, the, the other thing about this is they scored 60 points and won by six on the road in a gym where people don't go and win. Right. Jackson Rowe didn't score a single point in this game. And, yeah, he had how many, like 20-some a couple games ago yeah, against Marine um, City? But, uh, uh, and, and you mentioned the athleticism. Noah Adams and Jaden Carswell might not be the best basketball players I've ever seen, but they are athletic, and they do stuff that, I don't want to say normal kids, but they do stuff that most kids can't do. And if you don't have the athletes to match up, they're going to make your life tough. Like, okay, Northern. They have enough athletes that it won't bother them as much, and they're able to handle that athleticism. But like when I saw Bad Axe play, they were nowhere near that level of athlete. And Cross Lex has some nice basketball players, but I don't think it would be a stretch to say Port Huron's a more athletic team than them. Yeah, um, uh, and Gavin Espinosa was, was good, but he, he had 22 points, but it just seemed like a quiet 22 points. Um, and uh, they got 12. I'll tell you what, Cody Mativier is having a very nice season offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing some good things for them, uh, and he had 12 points in the game, and uh, Krampus had 10 points. He's starting to, to find uh, his offensive uh, game, and the, the, they defend the, the, the lights out and did in the first half of this game. PH just got hot in the second half, um, and and that's the reason why they were able to uh, to win so convincingly in the second half because in the first half it was a it was a very even game and Crosslex did a very good job on everybody but James I mean PH scored 25 points in the first half James had 15 and everybody else had 10 so that's actually a pretty good defensive job so any other games from Friday you really want to focus in on? I think Almont actually had a decent showing against New Haven, 71-59 in the game. New Haven wins. But Almont, I mean, a 12-point game is better than our other local teams have well, done against I, I New was, Haven. I was going to say they, they hung with them better than a lot of teams do. And, again, I don't know New Haven's lineup, so I don't know if they – didn't I mean, they have kids or whatever. Points. Yeah, they scored 71 points. They're a really good team. Um, well, they haven't lost yet this year, have they? They're like 8-0, uh, 9-0, something New, like that. New Haven, yeah, they're now at 8-0 after that win. Yeah, so and, and Almont, all, all I'll say about Almont that I know about them is they can score. Their Again. season low is 57. Yeah. Like, they're usually right around that 60 range, and if they're playing a team they can really take it to, they'll score 70. Yeah, so uh, they're doing real good. The other game that was uh, 
I thought validates uh, what we've been saying a little more is Yale going down to Ford. Uh, they lost 52-51, to 51, but yeah, that, that was that's a, a tough they, place to go, though. It, I, yeah, they had the lead, though, and that's when you want to hold on to. Like, I, I'm not going any, to get anywhere near the panic button, but I believe they had the lead at halftime. That's when you want to see a team hold on to, but if there's a game to learn that lesson in I guess it's a non-conference game down at Utica Ford that at the end of the day won't mean a ton yeah um and Mooney got a a nice win over Lutheran North 53 to 48 because I haven't quite figured out what Mooney is yet other than I know Everhart's going to score a bunch of points this year yeah and they they kind of needed that win they were on a little bit of a slide they got that to uh, get off the losing streak North Branch beat Flint Southwestern 49-34 that's a nice bounce back. I think uh, that Flint Powers game is one you can throw away. It's just after because Flint Powers went toe to toe with De La Salle, I think yesterday. Um, so there's, I, I can give North Branch a little more of a pass, but the, the the Clio loss was the one that hurt. Yeah, for them. But they got back in the winning ways as they're uh, trying to get back into the new year. And do I need to buy stock in Dryden basketball because uh, they they beat Brown City sixty four to forty and the girls beat Brown City too by eleven points. So, uh, I'm just saying they they just seem like they win every night or every time I see their scores. Yeah, and you look at the rest of their schedule. I mean, they're playing schools their size in their league the rest of the way. I mean, North Huron, Kingston, Deckerville, Mayville, Peck. None of I don't think any of those teams are really going to put up much of a fight. I think they're probably going to win the NCTL Stars. Yeah, I, th- I think so, too. And I, I know that uh, there are others that think that because we're, we've started to get a little ripple of Cardinal fans that are, you know, commenting uh, on posts and things like that. And they're obviously listening to the show. They've heard us talk about it. And, I mean, you know, they, w- they want to make sure that we know they want to get I mean, at Millington <laughs> – is probably going to be their toughest game. I don't know if All Saints is tough at all, but like I think I said it last show, don't be surprised if Brown City ends the year and they're like 17-5. and five. The only thing I don't like about Dryden is they're in a really tough district. Yeah. yeah I think well, they have Genesee Christian, and there's another good team. The Genesee like Christian's a little down, though. I think so. Uh, still, it's... Uh, Dryden's going to be all right. They're they're playing pretty well this year. When your only loss is at Mount Morris, and I saw Mount Morris, I know they have a, a pretty decent team. Uh, yeah. Does that clean up Friday at all? K-Pac, uh, K-Pac beat Genesee, beat Genesee 64-38. And Genesee girls beat K-Pac 55-41. Yeah, and the Dryden girls uh, 39-28 over Brown City. Okay, uh, do you want to go right to the last couple of days, or do you want to take a quick break? We'll take before? a quick break, and, and then we can go to Wednesday. So we'll kind of we'll kind of creep up day by day here. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. 
Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. And uh, let's uh, go to uh, Wednesday. I'm going to start with the the ladies first here um, because uh, there's, uh, there's really four – there are only four games, but – they're all four games that we're interested in. Start with uh, Northern lost to Romulus, 56-33. to Again, I don't know much about Romulus, but um, uh, I, I've been very pleased with the way Northern has made progress this year. This is a, maybe a little step back, losing by 23 yeah, points. Yeah, and that's what? Their third straight loss, that's the tough one. I mean, Romulus is 6-2. and two. Their only losses are to Belleville and Detroit Renaissance. I know Renaissance is a pretty solid team. But I think uh, Romulus is solid, and yeah, the the holiday games are always tough to judge. I mean, maybe less so now because they're more common. But I think if there's one game that ever has the, yeah, you can kind of throw that one out when you're looking at the resume. The holiday games 
fit the bill the best. I'm not trying to take away anything, but if there's a chance for, oh, they were coming off the holiday rust, this is a day that it, a game that it could happen with. Yeah, and Marysville gets a 47-31 win over Ann Arbor Huron. Avery Walters and Addison Minesburg each with 10 points in that win for Marysville, which was a prelude to them actually playing at SC4. Yes, that uh, was a nice win for them. Uh, again, Avery Walters and Addie Minesburg each with 10 apiece. Yeah, uh, and the game that you saw, Lakeview and St. Clair. Yeah, uh, this was the first game I saw at the SC4 showcase, and St. Clair, I mean, they 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 have athletes, they play good defense, they just don't have consistent scoring is the best way to put it. I mean, in the game, you had eight different Saints score for, for St. Clair, but nobody had more than seven. And that was the issue that uh, St. Clair digs themselves into holes and then they fight back to make it a competitive game, but they've run out of gas. They just can't put together 32 consistent minutes right now. I mean, even in the win you saw over Northern, they had to hold Northern to a point in the fourth quarter yeah. to come back and win that game. And Lakeview's a nice team. They have some uh, decent players. I thought Zion Harris, uh, she's a she's a guard that flies around. She would be tough. And then uh, Madison Guybe and Autumn Wirick are two bigs that it's kind of like St. Clair's boys team. They What they combine for is what you get, and they combine for 19. And no one dominated the game for Lakeview, but they were able to score 39. And when you hold St. Clair to 29, that's a recipe for success. Is they just had to keep them at arm's length once they got the 10-point lead. It was up to, I think, 16 at one point, and St. Clair got it down to 8 or 10, but couldn't get anything past that. The St. Clair team just needs to find a, just need to find more consistent scoring because they're their defense is fine. I mean, you hold a team to 39, you're going to be in a lot of games. You just have to find a way to score uh, a little more, and you can't get held to one point in the second quarter. Yeah. That was the killer. Even if you score, I don't know, throw a random number out, you score eight points, you make four baskets, it's a it's a one-possession game at the end. Yeah, at, at any level, you can't go a whole quarter without making a bucket. No. You're not going to win – Many basketball because you held Lakeview to ten in the quarter, but you were tied going in, and you come out down nearly double digits, yeah. and that's a good effort in a quarter that kind of goes by the wayside. Yeah, um, the the game that I saw was Croslex and Marlette, uh, and I think uh, both of these teams. You know, I've been praising Croslex all along. Um, Marlette came into this one four and one, and their only loss was a three point loss to Cass City. Both these teams played suffocating defense. They were in your face, start to finish. Nobody backed off. It was pressure, pressure, pressure. Neither team had much success in the half-court game. Everything in, in this game that happened came off of turnovers, steals, fast break points, um, and Croslex just has a little bit more firepower than Marlette does, and that's why they won this game 43-28. to 28. They were able to... They just have more people who can score. Isabella Edwards had 13. Mackenzie Dennison is a nice player and scored 10 points in this game. And then your your secondary scorers, six points, six points, four points. They just have a little bit more, whereas Marlette kind of leans on uh, Adeline Ruggles and Gabby Martinez, and they scored 17 of their 28 points, but they don't 
or, or they didn't get a lot from from anybody else. And and again, there were no three point shots made in this game. There was hardly time for either team to try a three point shot. Only five points scored from the free throw line in this game. Three by the Pioneers. Because there wasn't a lot of free throws, or because no one could make one. There was a ton of fouls, so. People are struggling at the free throw line, at least it, the games you. that I see. It's you, because I've but seen there were, normal shooting. There were 33 shots made from the floor in this game. Pioneers made 22-point baskets. That's a, wow. that's a lot. Uh, and and Marlette had 13. I mean, I, again, it, it was pressure, pressure, pressure. The teams made mistakes, but I think they were forced into mistakes. I'm going to credit it more to um, – because Marlette is a veteran – team they, they start five seniors mm-hmm. so it's not like oh they're a young team and they panic and they throw the ball away it was just in your face nobody's got any whoever has the ball they've got somebody in their hip pocket the whole game long um and so the the fact that it ended up 43 to 28 it was a lot higher scoring than it probably should have been really yeah uh it, uh, i i at at halftime, the score was eighteen to eleven, and I thought, okay, first team to thirty is going to win this game, because uh, that's that's the feel. There was a little more offense in the second half, but I, I think too, the defenses kind of ground it down to where there were more mistakes and a few more layups. So Crosslex is four and two, and they're seven seconds away from being five and one. I think they come out of the new year with a game against Marine City. That's kind of a big prove-it game. For Croslex, you win that game. All right, we're taking you really seriously now. And for Marine City, they're 5-1. and one. They have one quality win. Like four of their five wins, they body slam teams they were supposed to body slam. And they're 1-1 one one against good teams, I would say right now. So it's, for Marine City, it's a little bit of a prove-it spot, too, to say, hey, we're beating these teams bad because we're just that much better than them, not because they're that bad. Yeah, uh, it, it'll be interesting because, uh, again, these are two teams that I really like. Um, they're a little bit different in Crosslex. is a little, uh, just a tad younger. They're going to have most of this group back next year. Um, whereas Marine City, it's, it's win now with this group. Right. Because they're all going to graduate, and you're not going to have them next year. Right. But that's a nice win for Croslex. They they keep stacking them, but right out of the gate on the second, they take on Marine City. That should be a fun one. All right. Let's switch over to the boys, and this was a heartbreaker for St. Clair. You saw this game. Yeah, St. Clair uh, played Schwartz Creek, and I'll be honest, they didn't play well. I think this is a learning game for them. Uh, they... St. Clair struggled to score. Their defense played really well at times. Uh, they, they shut down Schwartz Creek. As I was told, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to butcher his name. I probably did during the broadcast, but Cole Hrowian, I believe, H-R-Y-C-K. So that's five sil- uh, consonants in a row if you're keeping track. Uh, O-W-I-A-N. Uh, ha- only had 10. I was told he was their leading scorer coming in, probably their best player, a small guard, that uh, Drew Petrakowski is the defensive specialist for St. Clair. He is never going to be asked to score 15 points in a game, but he is going to be asked to hold a guy like Crowian or in the Croslax game, Espinoza, to not touch the ball 
and limit their scoring. That's what he did. I mean, Herkrowian hit two threes, and they were both step-back threes with a hand in their face that you just go, perfect offense beats perfect defense. Yeah, what are you going to do? Right. But this game was back and forth the whole time. Uh, Schwartz Creek did a really nice job holding Braylon Franz. He only ended with 13. No one else had more than eight, and that was Evan Trudeau for St. Clair. Uh at the end, St. Clair had a couple of chances to win this one. There was a rebound when it was 40-38. to 38. That got tipped out. I thought they could have brought that in, um, but it kept possession to uh, Schwartz Creek. There was a, a block call that, if you ask St. Clair fans, it was a charge. If you ask Schwartz Creek's fans, it was a block that led to the possession that um, St. Clair Hey, they, they guarded the post well. The the big uh, Alex Miller, I thought, ha- had a nice game along with Landon McCown. Ball got into him in the post. They kick it out to a kid, Cole Tewksbury, who had two points the whole night. He steps into a three and with three and a half seconds left, puts it right down the middle and upset, I guess, upset St. Clair 41-40. And it's a game that I think St. Clair will, will learn from. Uh, Franz was held in check, and I think he got a little frustrated at times, but just a reminder, hey, he's still a sophomore. He still has a lot of growing to do. I think this is a game he will grow from um, and learn how to work through maybe a game where they're sitting in a zone focused in on him because the better he gets and the more he plays, the more it's going to be let anyone but number one beat us. Yeah, uh, it's good. This is why good players are good, though. He probably has even by his standards, uh, an off night. And he's still their leading scorer by, like, the next guy right. is five points. Yeah, yeah, 13. <laughs> and that was the other thing. No one else from St. Clair really stepped up. Cooper Pennywell had an all right game. Drew McCartney ended up with six, so the two bigs combined for 12. Uh, Trudeau had a nice first tap but was held kind of quiet afterwards. But just not just uh, limited scoring from the rest. There was just no secondary scoring outside of Liam Nesbitt had four and Drew Petrakowski had three, and that adds up to their 40 points. Yeah. If you can get an extra bucket from some of those guys, if Jack Howell can add a point or two, if you can get a Turner when he comes in to get a bucket, those add up. And Well, St. Clair I don't think is going to be held to 40 points often this year, but that's a game that I think will be a learning game for St. Clair because they come out of the break and I believe for them let me double check it's PH and Marysville to get started so there's no rest for them that they're going to have a rivalry game and a rivalry game that could set up who's on top of the Max Silver for the first round through yeah they come out at Port Huron and then oh excuse me at Port Huron finish the game with Lakeview on the 8th and then play Marysville on, it looks like, the 10th. Well, that Lakeview game starting to become a, a rivalry, too, <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. Um, yeah, the, the way the Saints play defense, too, like, like Brady, they don't have to score 50 points a game to win. If they're 45 to 49 points, they're going to win a lot of basketball and games. And there was a couple possessions where Schwartz Creek had the ball, what it felt like, for a minute, and St. Clair wasn't letting them get anything and the defense was not an issue. Again, you hold a team to 41 points. Yeah. You're going to win a lot more than you lose. It was just on this night, the offense wasn't there. Uh, so St. Clair falls to 6-2. and two. If they can bounce back and play strong out of the break, if they go into Port Huron and get a win, this game's in the rearview mirror. 
All right, there are just two other boys scores from uh, Wednesday. Anchor Bay beat White Lake Lakeland, who I'd never heard of until this score, uh, 53 to 45. And uh, bless Landmark, they went down to a Christmas tournament at Chippewa Valley, and, Why? and th- they got beat 83 13 by the host team. Uh, the first night and the second night didn't go well for them either. But uh, it just that's not good for anyone. Yeah. And we'll kind of we'll have a game we'll talk about that happened yesterday that wasn't good for anyone. Yeah. Um, but it happened. And so I'm just reporting that it happened. Yeah, yes, you are. And I'm asking <laughs> why it happened. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll tell you about what happened yesterday. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 This is McKenna Kiteley from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. 
If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and Brady. Uh, let's get to uh, games that happened uh, yesterday, and uh, th- there are only uh, a couple of girls' games, so let's talk about this real quick. Uh, Sandusky beat Deckerville 48-34. to Grace Keyboard had 19. Caroline Rinke had 14, and if I'm to believe the email I got, she grabbed 43 rebounds. I guess, think that's probably a typo, yeah, guess and then was it was using, like 13. Yeah, he was using the number pad instead of one hit four. So I'm yeah. going to go 14 and 13, still a heck of a game. Yes, uh, and Libby Tank, my new favorite name, had uh, 12 points for, for Deckerville in that one. And then Davison and Marysville, this is a game that you saw. Yes, it is, and it's a game that, well, uh, a little disappointing result for Marysville. They came in looking to win two in a row for the first time this year, which when I looked at it surprised me, but, yeah, they've kind of been lose one, win one, lose one, win win one. And there was a time where I thought Marysville was going to cruise to a win. At one point, I believe they were up 26-16, to if I remember correctly. Um, It went to... It got to 27-25 right before the end of the third quarter. A foul sent Davis into the line. They hit two free throws to make it 27-27. They stole the inbound, buried a three, 30-27. Then stole the next inbound, got fouled, hit two free throws. And in about the last 20 seconds of the third, it went from Marysville being up two to down five going into the fourth. That's a big swing. It is a very big swing. And... It's kind of been the same thing we've said with Marysville. Uh, if, when Avery Wolters wasn't scoring, it was hard to find scoring. Addie Minesburg hit a couple of threes early on that helped propel him. Ryan Quain hit a three, but Minesburg was the second leading scorer with seven. Quain had five. Avery Wolters had 21. And I think if you ask her or anyone on the team, she didn't have her best game. She probably left half a dozen to a, to a dozen points on there from point-blank shots or shots you expect Avery Wolters to make because she's a very solid player. Uh, Davison won 42-38, and Marysville had two great looks, one from point-blank and then a wide-open three in the final few seconds with a chance to take the lead. Couldn't hit it, and Davison made their free throws, and Marysville falls to 3-5. and five. Again, Wolters had 21. Minesburg had 7. Quain had 5. For Davison, Gracie Wright was a nice player. She hit 3 threes. She had 16. And Brooke Pizzala had 13. And Davison did enough to find a way to score. score. In, in quarters 1, 2, and 4, Davison combined for 27 points. In quarter number 3, they had 21. Wow, they outscored and then seven of that came in yeah, the, like the 20, last seconds. twenty seconds. So, so Davison outscored Marysville twenty-one to eight in the third, and that was the difference. An eight-point lead became a five-point deficit for Marysville, and they had chances. Davison tried to keep the door open for them, but they couldn't couldn't hang on. All right, um, let's let's talk about the Marysville boys. Uh, I don't know how much time you want to spend on this, but you saw this game as well. They played Memphis. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I think if you would have counted every shot Memphis took, if they didn't miss in the first quarter, they would have still been down 24 points. 
they did not get the ball over half court for the first three minutes. Um, it is very clear that Memphis's program is in the very embryonic stages of building anything up. Uh, Marysville pressed for four minutes in the first quarter, and that was it. It was 34-2 to after a quarter. It was 53-7 to after at halftime. And at that point, Shunk's playing every JV, the two JV players he brought up, everyone on the bench, and the starters are probably ended up with under 12 minutes played in the game. Uh, they they held Memphis to one point in the second half and won eighty one to eight. It was frankly it was a game that probably shouldn't have been scheduled, especially for the SC four showcase. It was a little disappointing that that's the game you get at SC four uh, because you expect you expect a a more competitive game, especially for when you have a a couple of local teams. And it, I mean for Marysville. I don't want to say it wasn't good for anyone because for a Marysville program that, what, 13 short months ago was on the other side of a game not too dissimilar to this, was probably felt a little cathartic to be on the the giving end and not the receiving end. Everyone from Marysville scored that played. Jake Dysinger led with 12. Zach Wright had 11. So nobody was scoring the majority of the points. And it was... I mean, they stopped pressing. They weren't trying to run it up. But like we said, when kids that are on the bench get in, what are you going to tell them? Don't try. And, I mean, they only scored 28 points in the second half. Yeah, Marysville so, I mean, could have won this game 125 to single digits if they wanted to. Um, so, hey, has to feel good to be on the the giving end of a blowout like that. Has to feel good to win a couple games in a row. It's the first time they've won back-to-back games probably since the 2020-2021 season. Um, And now they go into league play. They start at St. Clair. I'm not going to fault them for beating Algonac by 24 and beating Memphis by 73. But go to St. Clair and show that this means something, I guess is the best way to put it. Because if you go to St. Clair and get bombed by 20... Who cares that you beat Memphis by 73? Because we know you're a better program, and they won by a lot, and they took care of business. They didn't play with their food, and this game was over three minutes in. We were in running time the entire second half. Uh, But now you have to follow that up with quality performances against league opponents. Yeah. Uh, Agreed with all of that. Uh, This is a game that I I wish would have been at SC4. Northern and Saginaw. Northern wins 67 to 65. They get 21 from Cam Haru, 17 from uh, Alex Jamison, who I believe also had 13 or 14 rebounds. Uh, and Caden Cantrell uh, scored 12. I think Amir Moreland had nine points. So very balanced scoring from the, uh, the Huskies. And it's been a few years since I've worked in Saginaw. But they were always a really good basketball program. Well, they were four and three coming into this one. Their losses were to King, were to Grand Ledge, and Warren Fitz. Good teams. So three teams that know what they're doing. Um, that's a nice win for Northern. And again, I like the balance scoring. Uh, I think Jamison had 
double-digit rebounds, I believe, yeah, in this. Yeah, I think it was 13 Jameson's, or 14. Uh, will, will fill the stat sheet. I like that Cantrell had 12. I, I know you're not going to get a dozen from him every night, but if he has the opportunity to to step in, you get, what, 21, 17, 12, and 9 from your top four scores. It's pretty good. Pretty good uh, distribution, and I think the recipe for success for Northern. This is a team that's figuring out what they are, and they come out of the break with a game against New Haven. Yeah, that that's a big uh, game. But it, the Saginaw win has to be a confidence builder. Yes. For them. Uh, if, if you're Northern, you have to feel like on any night you can play with any team. Um, so the, the fact that you're playing somebody good, you're good, too. Yes. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Richmond beat Caro 62-40, to 40 and I don't care about anything else. I know Caro had a couple of players out in this Good. one. But Richmond, uh, hey, they took care of business. What, that's back-to-back wins for the Blue Devils, if I am uh, remembering correctly? Because they beat Marine City before the holiday, yep. and now they beat Caro. So they're up to three and four on the year. They're going to play Marlette. They're probably the favorite tonight against Marlette. And then they come out of the break with Algonac, or with Almont, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gross Point North over Anchor Bay, 70 to 57. Cousin beat Landmark, 81 to 10. So, yeah, I'm with you. Why did they go to that tournament like, at Chippewa why, Valley? Like, why do you allow that? Because I believe it was Cousineau, Chip Valley, and Ike were the three teams there. What good does that do for anyone besides the fourth team dropped out and they just needed a warm body? Except I knew this game was going on like in October. Yeah, I mean, I I just, you got a bunch of D1 schools playing a a, a D8 school basically uh, in, in size. I mean, I know it's different in basketball. We only have the, the four divisions. But, I mean, you've got a, a school, yeah, the, it's like the old Sesame Street thing. One of these doesn't belong. Right. One of these things <laughs> is not like the other. Yeah. Why is Landmark in this tournament? Yeah. The, 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 and there's got to be a, a better option for them and a, and a way that they can get better at basketball without having to be humiliated. Um, Sandusky beats Deckerville 70-45. to 45. Uh, and Marlette beat Peck 56-50. Uh, Quentin Sarton with 21 points in that one. Uh, Tyler Isidoric had uh, 10 for uh, Marlette uh, as uh, they get the uh, win there. And I believe you said they play Richmond next. Yes, that yeah. was the other half of, uh, I think, Marlette's tournament. So uh, so I'm, so I'm what you're saying is go Peck. Yes, Peck versus Caro. Go Peck. <laughs> uh, and that catches us up from over the holidays. We have a few games tonight, as you mentioned. Richmond plays Marlette. We have four games from SC4. Actually, by the time you're listening to this, Elmont and Ross Common is either probably happening or has happened. That's the 130. Then it's 430 for what? Crosslex? No, five for Crosslex, yeah. Lance Cruz boys. Then 630, Yale and Port here on girls. Then after that at eight. The Yale and Port here on boys play. Dennis, you have the three P to end the night. Yeah, and and the 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 two PH Yale games are really exciting to me, um, be, because PH girls are playing really well, mm-hmm. uh, and we know that the Yale girls are fantastic too. So this this is a collision of two teams doing things the right way right now, uh, and there's some star power in, in this game. 
Uh, I really like the way that uh, the two guards are playing for the Red Hawks uh, right now, uh, Ava Weber and uh, Mariah Turner. And, of course, anytime I get a chance to see Sadie Dykstra play, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Because she is a, a, a fun player. Uh, and, and but I think for the, the age first might time, have some speed to uh, – to, to neutralize her a bit. Well, here's the other thing, because Barr is the other problem that Yale usually gives teams. But PH has got some size. They've got Deja Brown. They've got Ileana Williams. Uh, they've got some players that they can and, uh, put into the, the lineup the and be a like, problem. Um, as well. Um, oh, um, Brooklyn Ware? Yes, I like Ware. Yeah. She doesn't play a ton. She still needs to, to grow into the role, but... I think she'll be a really nice player for him. Yeah, I, I, I do too. Uh, I'm trying to think of the, the game it was, but she came off the bench and scored five in the fourth quarter uh, and was huge in that game. Uh, and then, of course, the BH boys, we mentioned it uh, in the first segment. They won four in a row against a Yale team that's uh, six and one, and their only loss was by one point to a, a really good Utica team. So the, that's got, you know a star-studded lineup to, to see if Garrett James is still as red-hot as he was uh, on Friday because this is the first time they've played since that uh, game. And then again, uh, Jackson Kohler, Ryan Monarch, Jakubiak, uh, and company because they have other guys too. And I hope David uh, Bianchini plays tonight too because that's a fun name to say. Uh, and then in that first game, uh, I like Croslex against Lance Cruz. I saw Lance Cruz earlier this year against um, St. Clair, and and they had kind of what we've talked about with a, a lot of kids scored, but nobody had more than seven points. Right. Like the, the, they had a lot of guys that were, were good, but nobody that was dominant uh, in that basketball game, uh, and I think that plays well into the way Crosslex does things. All right, anything else uh, before we send it home? Because we won't be talking to you until the new year. Yeah, other than uh, everybody have a, a great new year. Um, and uh, I'm very excited for the second half of basketball season. Yeah, I think we're going to have a few interesting conference races. I think we'll kind of reset things when we come back uh, in January. Yeah. All right, so that's all we have. So uh, thanks, as always, for hanging with us. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.